Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Daily News. Thank you for being here. We appreciate it. As always, you can find us on social media. He is... What are you on social media, Mike Daily? Daily News 8. Daily News 8. Daily News 8 is where you can follow, find them. DM if you want, whatever. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, DMs answers. are open. Yeah. Amazing. Open. Um, I got a DM from a guy the other day telling me that uh, we needed him on our podcast because he'll give us the real insight on football. It's worth a shot, maybe. Yeah, we'll get him on here. If you say DMs are open, you're going to end up with more of that than you realize. Uh, You can check out (laughs) Fox 40 gear products to make your combine run smoothly. Shop whistles, stopwatches, ball pumps, and more at fox40shop.com. Use the code CFP15 at checkout for 15% off of your order the next episode next week on combine saturday is going to be mike and myself breaking down for you all things around the cfl combine today though mike we have a very special guest don't we i'm excited uh long time teammate of mine and you know everybody knows his name in the cfl but we have brandon banks coming on and you know i couldn't be more excited he's such a good dude i've uh Recently been two lockers down from him, so we're always, you know, chopping it up. And to have such a guy that, you know, like I said, his name all around the CFL, the stuff he's done, everybody knows about him. To have him on and, you know, just come come chat with us for a little bit. It's awesome. And, you know, we dive into a little bit about what happened recently and then his, his long past. And it was fun. It's fun. Yeah, he is a good conversation. He was always one in the locker room. I know from a media perspective, I enjoyed being able to go over and have honest conversations with him. And uh, and he is very much the same now that he is a Toronto Argonaut. Let's get to it. Here is Brandon Banks in conversation with us on CFP right here on The Daily Show. Speedy, what's going on, man? I haven't seen you in a bit. We're in the off season now. So how are you feeling? Body's feeling good? I'm feeling great, man. Uh, thanks for having me, first of all. I mean, it's dope what you're doing, uh, reaching back out. Uh, you know, first of all, you're one of my closest friends in the locker room, two lockers over, really. Uh, just appreciate you having me. But, uh, man, I'm feeling great, man. Obviously, you know, it's weird times right now for me. Uh, but to be honest, man, this offseason has been totally different for me. Uh, I'm putting my body through like a, a, a college offseason, similar similar sort of take because obviously, you know, the injuries that I battled with last season, I wasn't healing fast enough, you know, like I usually did in the, in the previous years. So uh, mm-hmm. just trying to get put some muscle on myself and, you know, get myself stronger. Well, hey, hey, I'll introduce you just because, you know, I feel like I got to introduce you, but I'm sure everybody knows who you are. But, I mean, you're going into your, what, your 12th year now of pro football? Uh, yeah, 12th year, yeah. That, that's I mean, when you, you know, you've been through it as long as you and I have, I mean, seeing somebody hit 12 years, the only people I can think of that, you know, I've had any personal connection with is you and Van Zyl. And I mean, at that point, you guys are practically grandpas out here. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, definitely. Obviously, it's it's a blessing to still be able to play the game at at this high level and, and be able to actually compete. Uh, but obviously, um, I think I just had a special skill set. Obviously, you know, for for a very long time, I was blessed with the the speed. Obviously, and it obviously, got me to twelve years, and hopefully, I can you know try to get that little bit of that speed back to get back to myself, so I can make thirteen years. Well, and that's and that's what's crazy, and kind of the whole reason you know I reached out to you first is because, you know, I, I mean, we've been together since Jarvis being down in the basement, you know, right, and right. working out in a closet and all that kind of stuff. Um, but like, 
so last year was probably your toughest year in terms of injuries, I'd imagine, right? Like just what you right. had to go through. And, um, you know, seeing personally seeing you at practice, like, you know, you were playing, but you weren't all like it hurt, you know, right. and your body was hurting and you could tell in practice, you could, you know, you could tell what was it, what was that like going through a season? Cause I mean, usually when you get some injury like that, you're either out or you're, or you're good and you're a hundred percent, you're feeling good. You're out there. Right? right. Like you were kind of playing hurt that whole season. What, what's that like, you know, first of all, physically, and then second of all, being who you are and, and kind of having the career you've had up to that point and just having to play through this, you know, kind of this pain that's always there. All right. I'll be, I'll be totally honest with you, man. It was tough, man. I, I battled a lot this year. This year was the toughest year I ever had since being in Canada, uh, you know, even mentally, you know what I mean? Because obviously you know what kind of competitor I am and how much I want to mm-hmm. be out in the field and how much I just wanted to win a championship for the, for the city of Hamilton and for guys like me and yourself. Um, it was tough, man. I was, it was tough, but – Obviously, the competitor I am, I just got to be on the field. I just – I tried so hard just to, you know, fight through it and just whatever happens, happened. And obviously, it, it got to a point where I realized what my role was. Obviously, we had some some guys on the, on the wide receiver and they was playing some good football. So, I realized what my role was and I just tried to settle in as best as I could and just try to, you know, get through the season. I just thought any – I thought I was going to have like a breakout game any given moment, you know, to, to be back to myself. But obviously – I just had to accept the role, you know, of who I was. And just I think I did that very well at going into the playoffs. And I think I felt like going into the playoffs, I ended up playing some good ball, uh, obviously feeling the way I felt. But obviously, yeah, this year was the toughest year for me ever in, in Canada. Man, I thought that that was the BC game. Like when I was calling that BC Hamilton game, Speedy, and you scored that touchdown in the corner, and I'm like, well, shit, he's right. back. I'm like, I'm like, this is it. I'm like, because I got that sense that the wheels were turning. You were in more important positions. You were being like primary routes. And it was like, yeah, Tim was balling out. Dunbar was balling out doing his thing. Like mm-hmm. when Braylon was healthy, it was crazy how productive he was. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I was I was with you on that, man. When you guys got going into the playoffs, I'm just like, okay, this is actually a blessing in disguise. Yeah, it's been a bad year. It's been a tough year for you in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. But I thought, man, if you get speedy fresh going through the playoffs, like what else could you possibly want as an offense? So I was with you. I thought that that's where you were headed. Right. I was trying I was trying hard as I can, but obviously, you know, I think I think I think to be honest, especially in the Eastern Final, I was feeling good, obviously. In the in the Great Cup, I was feeling good. Um just the way that the cookie crumble and then, you know, the role that was, that was settled in, how, what kind of offense we was going into, you know, them, them situations and them games. But yeah, that was, that was a tough season for me. And you know what, it's funny you say that because I've always, I've always thought this while playing, like you started talking about roles and, you know, I think like what kind of role does a coaching play in all of this? Right. Because I mean, if you even look back, we're talking about, you know, Kent, up to, uh, you know, with Tommy and then all of a sudden June comes in, right? And you right. go from being this all-star returner to now being like, oh, like what we kind of knew you were, you know what I mean? Right. Like, look, he's blown, but why is we not having him out here running by people, breaking people down? Why is mm-hmm. he not doing this? And, you know, you start talking about roles. So June steps in, but it's kind of like you always had that. It's just, is it an opportunity? Is it a coaching thing? Is it, you know, what kind of what does that look like for, you know, a player of your your own caliber having a different coach step in, but kind of knowing what you can do? Uh, like you said, I always knew what I can do. Uh, I mean, take it back to my college days. I had a thousand yards junior, junior year. I was ranked in the Big 12 at wide receiver. 
Um, I always knew what I could do. Like you said, I think it was just opportunity. Uh, but also, I knew what my strengths was. Obviously, in the pro league, you know, when you try to go to the pros, you try to fit in where you can get in. So I knew my strengths was punt returning and kick returning, right? So I just accepted that role. And then, you know, the, the punt returning and kick returning game in Canada is is a whole nother part of the, the, the football game that I excel in that. So I kind of settled in that role and accepted that without really realizing how much of an impact I really could have made on offense early. So I just accepted the role that I needed to make some kind of off, uh, impact on special teams. But that was, man, it was fun at the same time. Obviously, you know, I was going to the Great Cups and the Eastern Final versus Montreal. But then obviously when June came, it was like it was like Santa Claus came, for, came down the <laughs> chimney for me. Um, I just had the right opportunity. Like you said, I just got opportunity. And when you got, a, uh, I think, a skill set guy like myself, and when you give him more opportunity, 10 to 15 opportunities a game, Obviously, you're going to put some stats and some points on the board. I got two quick follow-ups on that one for you, Speedy. The first one is, is there any part of you that that feels like there were wasted years? Knowing what you could be, knowing what you were at K-State, knowing what you became when June was there. When you mm-hmm. look back at it now, it, like, do you look at it as, oh, there were wasted years. I could have helped this team so much more if I were put in better situations. Or, hey, that was the role and I was just given that and I accepted it. Uh, no, I really believe things happen for a reason. But if you can look back in high and back in the picture, I think I still made a, a, a huge impact on special teams in some way. Um, obviously, as a competitor, I think, yes, I can go out there, you know, could have caught six or seven balls a game. But in hindsight, I think I pretty, you know, made that road that I was that I was put in. I think I, you know, took advantage of the opportunities as much as I could and made it a, a big impact as much as I could. I want to say I wasted years because I still think I, put up some big numbers during them years and obviously you know the numbers tell for itself but I don't I wouldn't say I wasted years and the other one I have for you uh for people that don't understand like June and his system and all the rest I just want you to explain it to people like they're a third grader why why when June Jones came to Hamilton did Brandon Banks become the Brandon Banks that he was in 2018 like simplify that as much as you possibly can of what you were doing in the offense Man, I to be honest, Jerome's offense is the way the way I look at it is if you're if you're if you're covered, you're wrong. You did the wrong route. <laughs> so he pretty much gave you three or four options to go, right? So obviously that made me excited and made me excel as a player. Um I think I'm a pretty smart football player. Um I don't think a lot of people notice how I, I really study I really study football and um and when once I got that pack that uh, offense in with June, it was just so easy for me to get open. And obviously, I'm a space player. When I get the ball, you know, in, in my hands, and that opportunity, I made the best of it. So I just, I just like I said with daily question, it was just opportunity and space that I had once June came in. He just gave me the opportunity and the space to, you know, make plays. Daily, I'm just imagining Speedy sitting in the meeting room, getting like that opening pamphlet and seeing all the option routes and just going, shit. I can run a gym with a poster and go or with every page that he flipped going, oh my God. Man, well, and amazing, a follow up, man. man, a follow up with that is I remember in, in training camp that year, we were sitting there and we were like in our own de- defensive meetings. We'd sit there and be like, okay, listen, if you got a couple of people like Speedy on you, we know we, they got some options because at this point we kind of seen June's offense. So we're like, okay, just open your hips, show that you're playing deep, make them run a dig and then we'll rally. We'll tag, we'll, we'll tag them off at about 12 yards. And that's, and that's honestly what it was. And it was, it was incredible because it was definitely like a, an eye opening thing. Cause it's like, yeah, we, and like you said before, you know, I mean, you made a huge impact on special teams 
and, mm-hmm. and it changed the game. And honestly, you know, as, as good as you were on special teams, that's one of those things, especially with Jeff back there, you know, coordinating the special teams. He's, right. he's like, well, I need, I need Speedy to return every ball because right. we're going to pop one into the end zone. And, or if you're talking Montreal playoff, a couple of them, you know what I mean? We're right. going to put a couple of those things in the end zone. So I need them to be fresh to be back there. And that's right. a big thing. Like, do you think at some point could you have, cause I know, you know, this past year we were looking to play you in a receiver and a returner at the same time. Mm-hmm. What kind of impact is that over like a, a, you know, play count of a game? How tiring does that get? If you had to return every, every ball, but then also get out there and run every route on the offense. What, is that can you be as effective doing that? What's that look like? I believe I believe four or five years ago I could have did it really effectively. Uh, now it's gonna be tough, right? Because <laughs> I'm a little, little, yeah. little older, right? It's gonna be tough. Uh, <laughs> it, it's tough, man. I mean, especially like uh, man, it's just imagine running a punt return for twenty for twenty five thirty yards, and then you gotta go do a waggle and run a a, a corner route or a post route. For 40, 50 yards down the field. I mean, it's, it's tough, obviously, man. And then you got the waggle, you got to run back. And then if it's an incomplete ball, you got to run back to the huddle. So it's tough now. But I think early in my years, I definitely could have did. I think Kent years, I definitely could have managed it. If I was aware that I had to do it, I would have put myself in those situations and had myself prepared to do that. I think I could have. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the, that's the biggest thing, right, is I feel – you know, and, and we were talking about the whole injury years and, and then before that. But, I mean, when you look back on your career, like, you haven't really missed that many games. Right. I mean, I, and people are going to look I, at it. A lot it. of people keep saying I was, I was injury prone. It was just the, the actual injuries that I had was free accidents. Remember, I broke my collarbone the one mm-hmm. year. Um, and then the, then this year, that was pretty much it. Uh, and, I really it. and you still played, what, 10 right. out of – we had, what, 14 games this year? Right. Right. You still played like right. I mean, you avoided and you know, people are gonna sit there and go, Oh, you know, he's he's not very big, he's gonna get hurt all the time. But right. I I would tell people all the time when they'd ask me about you, like you just have this knack of being able to like the thing I look back on is when Solomon tried to tackle you at home. Oh, and yeah. you just you ducked I think you you ducked TJ Lee and then you ducked yeah. him and yeah. everyone's trying to kill you and you just have this knack of not getting hit hard and making people miss. And right. that's what people don't understand. You're not really getting hurt out there every season. Right. I, and I was ta- I was talking to uh, one of my friends not too long ago. I was telling him about the season, and we was talking about injuries and getting my body back right. And I was letting him know. I was like, man, I, to be honest, this year that hit that I took for Toronto was yeah. the hardest I've ever been hit in my football career. I remember you saying that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I remember you saying that, too. Yeah. And, and the, just the, you know, anything in your – midsection that thing's gonna affect you I, right. I don't care who you are that thing affects yeah, right you. and I wasn't expecting him to be there like you know it hurt worse when you don't when you're not expecting him. when you see somebody coming to hit you you kind of prepare yourself for it right mm-hmm. and I didn't I didn't know he was there at all but it is what it is well let's let's bounce off the injury thing because you know I I think it's going to be the same story for you where you're just going to make it through a whole season you're going to light it up again I, I really don't think that it's going to change much for you but what I do want to talk about is what you probably are better at than football is mm-hmm. just hammering people on social media. <laughs> <laughs> Man, because I'll tell you what, I, I remember I marched, uh, um, it was probably halfway through the season. I come in there and I look at Speedy and, and he's laughing and he goes, Man, every one of my tweets turns into a, a complete 
a complete breakdown on, on either whatever social media account that's covering the CFL. He's like, I can get right. a whole article posted on one of my tweets. And right. That's probably my favorite thing to do is roll through when you're on, when you're on a little heater, right. Taking people on. That's one of my favorite things to do. Well, I, well, I, I want to say one thing. I don't even be mad. Though. I, I really, I really, I'm honestly, <laughs> I honestly like, I like the like back and forth and like to see the people's opinions. And I like to have, I like to voice my opinions as well. I don't, I, to be honest, they never affect me because I know they're not going to say it in my face or, you know, my day, nothing's going to affect my day about it. But I love to, to to interact with others and see others' opinions. And then, I mean, obviously, you know, I like I'm strong. You know how I feel about my opinions. I'm, I'm strong about. I'm very very opinionated. But uh, I really don't be mad at nobody. I just and then I'm a, I'm gonna fight for my team. Whoever you know, whoever I'm riding for. If you're on my team, I'm gonna have your back no matter what. So that's just how I am. That's what kind of guy I am. But you know me. I just I just love to interact on on, on Twitter. The thing and I've enjoyed this the best thing, right? Yeah, I, I was going to say, the, the thing that I've enjoyed this offseason is the idea that you go from black and gold to double blue, and all the people that used to hate you and kill you, all of a sudden they love you, and all the people in Hamilton, are, they're, they're like, we should hate you, right? but we don't. They're, they're, like, right. they, they find it incapable of themselves to hate you for being an Argonaut, and I love that, because you threw such a wrench into this rivalry with switching and going down the road to the point where... Like people want to be so angry at you, and it, you know what? You might get it on game day. You might get it Labor Day right. or whatever. Like I know you're right. probably expecting that, but right. the idea that you have endeared yourself so much to the Hamilton fan base over the years with your effort and with your moments that are memorable to people that they mm -hmm. just want to hate you and they can't find the ability to do it, even on social media. You have any idea how rare that is, Speedy? Uh, I mean, so I do. I do kind of somewhat. I just, I just want them to know that. I mean, I, I love Hamilton. I mean, Hamilton is everything. Hamilton is what made me and it made me the man that I am today. It's just, obviously, you know, it's a business. And, and at the end of the day, obviously, when I retire, obviously, I'm going to retire a tie cat, right? Um, but it's just a business. But at the end of the day, it's fun. I just want the fans to understand it's, it's, it's a game at the end of the day, and I still love them no matter what. And I understand, obviously, if you're a fan of a team and somebody leaves them, obviously, you're going to feel the type of way, right? But I think over the time, they'll probably get over it. But obviously, you know, during the games and, and, and during the labor days and things like that, I'm definitely going to expect, the, you know, the booze or whatever. It's, it's all good, though. I understand them, though. I'll be mad, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And, I mean, that's that's kind of the coolest thing is how you do interact with everybody, right? Because, you know, we talk about it all the time. That's the coolest right. part of the CFL is that it's just constant interaction with the fans. But, you know, jump into the whole – going to the Toronto now and then everything that ended up happening, right? Like I'm sure you were kind of expecting to be back in Hamilton, I'd imagine, or you weren't sure how that was going to pan out, but, you know, kind of give me your, your mentality once you kind of realize like, okay, uh, maybe I won't be back in Hamilton this year. Like okay. what, what was that like? Just cause you're my brother. I'll be completely honest with you. I, I, I knew, go, I knew going into the playoffs. Um, it was the thing um, that I possibly wasn't going to come back. Um, like I said, I kind of knew. Uh, I wouldn't say exactly what happened, but I kind of knew. But obviously, still trying to be a professional. And, and that, like I said, at the end of the day, we had a great shot of winning the, the, the Great Cup. So I wasn't worrying about what was going on next year. But uh, at the end of the year, at the, at the last when, it, when we lost in the Great Cup, I kind of knew. And then um, – Obviously, I had them conversations with uh, Coach O and Scott, and uh, um, and um, it went it went pretty well, and and we both agreed. You know, we both felt uh, say how we felt, 
And I honestly, I honestly didn't want to be the vet to hold up an organization when the organization is trying to move forward and get younger and things like that, right? So I, I, I kind of understood at the same time. So it, it was, it was the timing, the right time. And that's kind of, you know, that's the once you've been around long enough, like you have, you know, I mean, you kind of see it happen year in and right. year out, and you kind of understand that, okay, you know what, this is still a business. And there right. can still be this mutual respect between, you know, oh, right. whether Definitely. it's Coach O, whether it's Scott, right? It's the same thing that's happened with me, right? There's this mutual respect. You love these people because they gave you so much. Right. But it's also like, it's just kind of like, damn, you know what I mean? Right. But right. so then like, so then give me your mindset. Like, was this your first time going into free agency? Uh, yes. Yes. So what, what is that process like for people that don't really know how wild it is and how, Fast what happens, you know. But to be honest, I, I I was foreign to the situation as well. I didn't know how it happened because obviously every year I was up, upcoming to be a free agent. I was I was the priority to be resigned back to Hamilton, right? But right. um, this is my first time too. So when I became when I when we released everything to you know because you remember I was released uh before free agency started. So mm -hmm. I, when I talked to Hamilton, they wanted me to you know obviously shop myself. They wanted me to give me time to shop myself uh before free agency, but. And it was weird to have people calling your phone and ask you questions and like, like y'all don't already know me. Y'all don't know what y'all what I can do. But uh it was just weird that I mean also and then it felt good to feel wanted at the same time, right? Uh but obviously because of what I've done over time. So it felt good to hear different voices of, you know, people from outside of the league. I mean the other side of the league. You know, I've been in Hamilton so long, I never talked to other people from other teams and front offices and hear things, you know, from the other side was pretty cool, to be honest. And that's the that's the craziest part about, you know, when, when you see players re-sign before the free agency period happens, mm -hmm. it's a pretty simple process, right? Like, I mean, for right. us, it's, it's talking with Berkey and it's like, okay, you know, we'll, we kind of understand where we're all around. It's just jumping up and down a little bit of money here and there, how it's right. structured, right? But I could imagine once you start hitting free agency and start talking to those coaches, you start to think of, you know, what the league truly thinks of you, you know what I mean? Right. And clearly exactly. with the amount of phone calls you're getting, it's kind of, you know, from a time where you're like, damn, you know what I mean? Moving on right. now and, to all of a sudden. And, and to piggyback on that, I got a, I got a call from a team that told me that they, they knew for a fact that I wasn't coming there. They just wanted to let me know that the doors was open, even if anything. And I was like, that. that was just respect, right? It was just, I was like, dang, I never knew that. Like, it, I really had to sit back and realize what I've done over the time and, you know, what I've meant to, to the league. And, and I definitely love that and appreciate that. And that's why I'm definitely coming back for another year. I can't believe the Atlantic Schooners spoke to you like that, man. Like, <laughs> like they, call, they call Speedy just to say, hey, we know you're not coming, but thanks for the opportunity. But um, what, what were some of the teams that had interest in you, though? Can you say, like, who might have dabbled with you before you decide, you know what, Toronto's where I want to go? Uh. I, no, I'm, I'm gonna keep that to myself. Yeah, man. okay. I, 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 I honestly, I don't want nobody to be mad. The fans already getting on me. No, it's okay. But it's yeah. totally, it's totally fair. I just, it's to me, it's interesting because, like you say, there are so many people that would want to add your skill set and that, like you say, respect what you've done in the league and that know you're not done. And, and that must have been the interesting part of those conversations. No, is right. when people would reach out and they had legitimate interest in you and you start. I would, I would imagine 
putting yourself on that roster and with that coaching sure. staff and in that training facility and thinking about like I laughed when I saw Soli signing in Ottawa and he walks into the locker room and he's like shit they got a, like they got a jacuzzi in the back here and it's like <laughs> oh yeah he's never seen those facilities before exactly. like probably even before right. he signed it's like the human part of that is amazing to me right right um yeah it was definitely definitely a different process for me uh like you said I had to definitely evaluate every situation and if you if you think about it, if you go back to it I didn't sign right away I let everybody else sign and, and get their situation right because I didn't want to just go into some situation and be in a situation I didn't want to be in I wanted to go somewhere obviously to compete the only thing I got to prove is winning a great cup so I just want to go compete for a great cup and then obviously you know be comfortable comfortable obviously I'm a person that's I don't like change much. Obviously, this is this change is necessary, right? But obviously, if I can make the change a little bit smoother, I will. And obviously, Toronto is kind of close. I know the area. And then, to be honest, what, what's really solidified everything was the pinball Clemens relationship. Uh, I have a dope relationship with him, and he just made it so – he just made it right. He just made it, made it comfortable for me to do it, and he walked me through the situation and kept everything smooth for me. And that's, that's smart the way you did it because, I mean, you know, you look at all these one-year – contracts where right. you go and you sign right away and you're thinking yep this is where i want to be they, these guys are a great cup contender and then all of a sudden everybody that's a free agent or pending free agent leaves you're like whoa now we have a brand new team so that's kind of a good way to look at it. but it is truly amazing how much you know a relationship with one person can really change how you feel about an organization organization right? right you talk about pinball clemens i know you know me and you with a guy like oh you know, when you see those special type of guys step into the league, it's it's pretty impressive and you can see why people would want to play for those type of guys, right? And is that kind of – you got the same feeling from pinball as you did from O, or what's the difference between those two? Uh, I mean, they, they differ in, in ways, uh, the way they, they, they go about their ways. But, man, if you ever talk to pinball Clemens, man, he's very, like, inspirational. He, he, he makes you want to just get up and play for him right now. He's, he's very encouraging. And just the way he talks, you know, we're a very smooth talker. And, obviously, if you think about it, I mean, we had similar games, right? He was a returner, you know, growing up. So, And I'll be honest with you, over the years, man, I've had his number since I came to the league, and he always texts me. I always had a – relationship with him um and then I remember uh the year I won um MOP uh we had dinner uh I mean he just always reached out to me and every time we played uh Toronto he's on the sideline he always make it make it his you know go out his way to speak to me so I always had a great relationship with him and then when we got to this this point and the opportunity of me uh going to Toronto like I said the way he called and, and told me um this uh how we gonna go about things and like I said he made it so smooth for me and made me feel so comfortable um, to go go to Toronto, it was just so awesome for me. That's that's awesome, man. And I mean, so now we got to figure out if he's gonna let a little Brandon in there to, <laughs> right. to kick and tee and in so, and out of there, that, right? So before I sign, you know me, I, I got some little stipulations about myself. I'm like, hey man, I got <laughs> yeah. a son that comes up there during the summer. He's gonna be around, you know. And he he let he let me know that they're very family oriented and, and and things like that, and more welcoming and things like that. So that that makes me more comfortable as well. All right. Are you preparing him for, you know, Labor Day and when Hamilton comes into town, if he's doing the <laughs> stuff? Because, I mean, not I'm yet, sure not you're yet. getting it. To be honest, I might not even let little Brandon go. <laughs> it might be safer for him to watch it at home. <laughs> yeah, he'll have too many games anyway. He'll be in Atlantic City getting right. out of there. <laughs> right, right. 
<laughs> but yeah, I can imagine that'd be funny. Just him getting it just as bad as you are running out there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now I'm just imagining this like double blue jersey with little Speedy on the back and everybody going, what the? Like, how- <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> to be honest, he, he, he's still trying to figure it out. He's like, daddy, you really cool with Toronto? Like, he, he's still trying to figure it out himself. He's like, oh, he, he think it's so weird. So I he got to get used to it as well as myself. Like, I haven't even put a jersey on or nothing yet. So it's going to be so weird, but man, it is what it is. And I can't wait for it for it. Cause it's going to be dope for a change for me. Right. You, uh, you talked about waiting things out a little bit in, in the free agency period and finding the mm-hmm. right fit and all of that. Was there ever a point where, cause I don't know how closely you followed or how much you talked with your agent otherwise about kind of the landscape of the CFL when you're in these contract negotiations, but was there ever a point where you were looking at Kenny Lawler's number and the offer sheet that was out from BC and then Edmonton, like matching it, beating it. And then Duke getting his money in Saskatchewan. Were you looking at it and being like, sheesh, like what is going on? What is going on with the receiver money right now? Man, I did. I did. I kept saying, dang, I wish it was the MOP year that I had. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, man, the COVID messed up my, my big money year. <laughs> Damn, yeah, you're so right, you're so right about that, man. But um, yeah. it's, it's, I, to, be, to be honest, I think it's dope, man, because obviously it's going to attract more guys like like you know Ken Alar and um, Duke Williams, them guys like big time playmakers to the CFL. I think that's what we need, obviously. To be honest, I'll be talking to guys in the South, and that's what that's what hold a lot of guys back. I'm gonna be completely honest. It's just the money issue. You know, guys gotta transfer their money back to US dollars, and it sucks. And you gotta pay taxes and things like that. And it, and it sucks. But um, I'm happy for them guys. I think, you know, the salary cap, I think, should go up a little bit. Obviously, the game got to grow. And you know, it's a lot of things that, that tie into, you know, making the salary crap go. But I'm happy for them guys. I think everybody, you know. I don't think nobody make enough money but the quarterbacks. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> right. But I don't think nobody make enough money for the things that we go out there and do, man, to put our body in them situations yeah. and, and things like that. So I'm I'm happy for anybody to get paid. And I've always said that the you know, you see the American guys that come up here and play and what they gotta go through, you know what I mean, crossing the border, you know, mm-hmm. putting the money back through the exchange rate. I mean, you gotta right. love football coming up here because yes. Because trying to like trying to talk to people up here and being like, well, rookie minimum is what? And what is that in American? Like, right. I hope everybody gets paid a million dollars a year. To exactly. Play, you know what I mean? It's definitely tough. And that's why I'll be giving kudos to guys to actually come up here and stick it out. I mean, it's it's tough. You Like you said, you got to love football to to come up here. You know, you got to leave a whole nother country um, and play football mm-hmm. for, you know, not as much money. Um, but if you love football, I think if you get to you know your second contract, you'll you'll be okay, and um, you can make a good obviously career like I did myself um for yourself in Canadian football. Yeah, man. Well, listen, I I can't wait to see you go for another MLP season. You know what I mean? Well, and try. I can't wait to see it. You know, you're just gonna be your healthy self. There's nothing that's gonna change, and and no one's gonna be surprised. You know what I mean? So. I want to thank you for coming on. This has been awesome, man. I appreciate your time. Yeah, I thank know you're going to go be, you know, super dad and running around the country to, to watch right. a little Brandon play a bunch of sports. But you're welcome on anytime you want. If you want to talk about some stuff, come hit me up and, and we can get on here. And no, thanks for having me. It's dope, man. I'm dope. This is this, you know, I don't do too many interviews, but this is a safe place for me. You know, I always <laughs> got much love and respect for Davey, man. And also you too, Marsh. You too, man. I ain't forgetting you. <laughs> hey, I, I appreciate you, man. I know it was uh, – I, I messaged you when 
when it, things were getting quiet and I saw on your, on your Twitter, I think it was a couple of days in the free agency, uh, you tweeted, when it rains, it pours. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, you better be getting offers. I'm like, this, <laughs> this better not be one of those things. And so I'm I'm really happy for you, just like Mike was saying, man, to be able to to find a home and find a fit. And uh, and it was so much fun covering you in Hamilton when I was doing radio in there every day. It's the most yeah. electric player I'll probably ever cover, Speedy. Like for real. Like yeah. I, oh, I don't think there'll be a, I don't think there'll be another like that in the league in a long time. You know, if it took from Gizmo until you essentially, you put Rocket and some other guys in there. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's is essentially you being in that spot. And uh, and yeah, so I I think. You're going to feel the love this year, and it doesn't really matter where you're playing. I think people are just happy to have you in the league, and I hope you get a chance to enjoy that, man, because that's really rare. All right, thank you, man. I definitely appreciate it, man. I definitely enjoyed our times, man. I definitely appreciate you guys for having me. Fun catching up with Speedy B. Uh, (laughs) Did not realize he went into the playoffs knowing that he was probably not going to go back. It sounded like there might have been something specific that uh, gave him that feeling, but the idea of, of going through a playoff run, trying to win a great cup for the only team you've ever known in the Canadian football league for the city that you love, knowing that you're probably not going to come back. I don't think that's tough. I don't think that would hurt his motivation. Cause I know the caliber of, of a player and, and how much he cares about the game and the team, obviously Mike, that you were on, but damn, that's not an easy thing to be sitting at home for a couple of minutes before big playoff games and be like, is this my last game ever playing for this team? And obviously he kind of felt like he knew it going into the great cup. So that's a tough mentality to overcome. Yeah. And I mean, it just goes to show his professionalism, right? I mean, to be able to come out there and, and play, play really well, Yeah, uh, you know what I mean? And be able to step up and, you know, like we, like he was saying before, like what people don't realize is the amount of pain he was playing through. I mean, you could see it in practice. You could see it, you know, in the training room, all that kind of stuff. So for him to be able to, you know, put everything that he had aside and it's not fun playing with, you know, rib stuff like he had or any sort of mid like it's hard to breathe. It's hard to do anything, let alone go and play football. So for him to be able to put all that aside and, you know, play really, really well, um, it's just a testament to him. And, you know, I'm excited to see what's next for him because, you know, I know what he's, what he's capable of and, you know, what kind of people are expecting from him. And uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun yeah. to watch them. No doubt. And the other one that was interesting to me, and that is, you know, you were saying, oh, I want you to go have an MOP season and, and people are going to doubt you. And I, I'm i so curious what that Argonauts offense is going to look like, because we didn't really get into his fit in amongst Darius Daniels and Eric Rogers and some of the younger receivers that they have. But for me, it's such a bold play by the Argos deciding, you know what? McLeod Bethel Thompson, Andrew Harris, Brandon Banks. I'm like, that three coming together as an organization, I mean, we know Vince Magri pretty well. He was a Mac guy with us that's up there mm-hmm. now, gets the promotion even higher up with uh, with the Argonauts. And for them to to buy in on, you know what? You guys think Andrew's done? Let's see what we can get. Oh, Hamilton, you think Speedy's done? Let's see what we can get. It's a bold play because history will tell us it's either going to work out real well and everyone's going to look dumb for giving up on them or it's not going to work out. And then all of a sudden the organization is falling because they're old and they've got to rebuild and they change over and it's a wasted year of McLeod. And there's all of this stuff that for me, it's just like to go into an off season saying, this is what we want to do with our year. I love the boldness of it because if it pays off, man, it's going to look beautiful on them. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you take those vets, like the, the guys you just named, especially, you know, the situation Andrew Harris came from, and you know, kind of how it ended in Winnipeg and, and now with, with Speedy, I mean, 
these guys know how to play football, obviously. Like, I'm not, you know, blowing anybody's mind here, but now you give them a little of, you know, a, a chip on their shoulder, kind of like, oh, well, I have to reprove myself. Is that what's going on? And when you have vets like that, that know how to play this game, that have done it before, I mean, it gets, it gets kind of scary because now instead of just them being these all-stars, MOPs, you know, at that caliber, now they're playing with this chip on their shoulder and I'm proving myself again and people are doubting me. I mean, when, when you get up to that age, that's, that's a scary thing to watch. I think it's going to be fun because, you know, like I said, these guys know how to play football and, you know, there's something to be said with experience. You can, you know, you'll be able to get open. Even if people are going to say he's not as fast, he's, believe me, he's still fast, yeah. right? People are going to be, he's going to be able to get open even more now because of the experience that he has. And, now with this chip, it's it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting watching these guys. I really hope he scores a touchdown on Labor Day, uh, not just to cause chaos, but because think of the amazing interactions that would be happening in the stands. Like think yeah. of think of how many Ticats fans would be going no, like just hands on their head. Ah, oh, we should like one touchdown does not a decision make. But I would right. lo- I would love to see hands on the head freaking out and Argos fans pointing and laughing and then Ticats fans turning around and going, yeah, but we did that to you for like 10 years with him. And like it was just it would create this amazing dynamic in the stands where people would be just so interwoven with one another that are fans of those two franchises. Well, and you even said it, too, right? Like, you know, he leaves to go to Toronto and when every Hamilton fan would be upset that somebody's going to play in the double blue, they actually like speedy so much that i think when it's labor day and it's those games at hamilton and toronto he's going to be the only player on that field that everybody in the stands is going to be like i kind of like this guy (laughs) (laughs) so he'll be the he'll be the fan favorite on that field every time those two teams play and you know it's just like i said it's when you have the kind of career he does and how much you know he was interacting with the fans like i said even on the social media stuff you know i mean we may I joked around with him that he's, you know, getting after these people, but he's also super nice to every fan that he can come across on social media. So it definitely doesn't affect him. And it's, it's funny to watch, but the fans love him. And I think he's going to be a fan favorite, either Toronto, Hamilton, wherever he is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at daily news eight is where you can find Mike again on social at CF perspective. I'm at TSN underscore Marsh coming up for you next week. We are going to have a full look at all things CFL combine, which Mike has great experience with uh, being on the inside. And I uh, pretend to study and then they throw me on a camera and say, go talk about every player from every place. And I'm like, uh, I had somebody DM me the other day that said, what do you think of Zach Herzog at a Hillsdale? This is a great example. I said, who, who, who is that? And then I showed up, I showed up at the Ontario regional (laughs) combine. And this is the thing I'm, people don't realize I'm so entrenched in the CFL season all year long that I don't have the ability to watch all the U sports games and to know all of the prospects coming up. And I would love to, I I hope I can get there at some point where I can be more efficient with my time and find a way. But this is the time of year where it's like a month or two of just downloading just as much as humanly possible, but downloading on guys like Mike Daly was a lot of fun uh, back in 2013, 2014, being able to see you go through that process. So we'll talk about that uh, for now. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Brandon Banks for being on with us. And we will talk to you coming up next week right here on the Daily News.